Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Holy cow, it feels dark. But we are gathered this morning in a church, and we are gathered this morning from around the world online to pray to hold each other together in our grief and despair, to sit, to kneel, to weep at the foot of the cross. It feels a lot like Holy Saturday when Mary is weeping outside the tomb, when Jesus' friends are looking for each other, lost in shock and grief. They've come to know their beloved friend who has shown them the way to live, the path to eternal life, has given them the power to love, and then their beloved friend is taken away. It felt really dark. This is the crux of the Christian faith. 2,000 years ago, a man walked this earth in a radical new way. He spent his time caring for people who were hurting. He healed the sick. He saw the dignity and human worth of the outcast and marginalized in the poor and downtrodden. He invited people into a radical and unconditional love, teaching his friends and followers how to care for each other, how to love each other, how to give of themselves, how to serve each other in this world. He taught us the way to love. And then Jesus invited his friends to a table to bless and break bread, to share wine. He invited them to the most intimate of human gatherings, a simple meal of fellowship and love. He even invited his friend who would ultimately betray him and cost him and the world his life. He loved Judas so deeply, it cost him his life. And we gather here 2,000 years later because that love was so powerful, it gave Jesus and the whole world a way to eternal life. It raised him from the dead. That love of welcome 
of compassion, of hope, of unconditional love became the most powerful force in this world overcoming death and creating the way of life for us all. Three nights ago, Jane and Sharon and Bart sat at a meal with friends. Three of the pillars of this community, three of the most faithful people we have ever met that pretty much lived at the church, they took bread, they shared wine, they gave thanks for their love for each other as a community. And that evening, they made sure that everyone was welcome at the table. They modeled unconditional love as they have faithfully done their entire lives. And it cost them their life. But our faith, the reason that we are here, gathered today in a church, is because we have followed Jesus Christ. We follow our Lord and Savior, 2,000 years later, history repeats itself in the most terrible way. And just like 2,000 years ago, it is not the end of the story. The reminder that compassion in the way of love is the way God's resurrection is made manifest in this world. I cannot speak for myself, and I don't know if I honestly would have the power and compassion, but there's not a doubt in my mind that Bart and Sharon and Jane would not invite their Judas again and again to sit down and share a meal. Because they knew God's unconditional love, it was their guiding ethic, and they fully embodied it. And they knew it was the way to eternal life. They taught us that all are welcome at the table. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. So how do we heal? How do we respond? We grieve. And we trust in the unfailing faith of Jane and Bart and Sharon. We follow their example of love, always welcoming the stranger, of loving unconditionally, of serving Christ and our neighbor, of reaching out in love to every person that we meet, of making God's unconditional love known to the world through our care and compassion for each other and those who are hurting and in need, of making sure that everyone is welcome at the table. We find life and healing through how we care for each other in the world. How do we respond? We reach out in love to a hurting world. Friends, in this tragic moment, 
you must look around you. Look around at the compassion and care that is already taking place. Tens of thousands of messages of love from around the world are flooding in. In one day, over a thousand green bowls were sold to be placed on the mailboxes of people all over our community, creating an exceptionally tricky problem with the IRS and someone's Venmo account. <laughs> I'm sure someone here has the skills to figure that out. <laughs> Counselors from all over the city are here today and will be with us in the coming days and weeks. Meals have been delivered, homes have been filled with food, and calls, texts, flowers from 14 parishes in our diocese, and many, many more from around the world. Clergy, imams, and rabbis sharing about how their communities are connected through compassion. First responders working overtime to care for our community. People praying and wanting to help. In the midst of tragedy, it's not hatred or a clinging on to power or control or a posture of defensiveness that are emerging, but unprecedented compassion and love is what is breaking through. This is the gospel way. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. So friends, let us grieve. Let your neighbors and friends love you. And let us all support each other in following the way of Jesus Christ, of responding to the pain and hurt of this world with love, of caring for the marginalized, of healing the sick, of seeing dignity and worth in the poor and downtrodden, and welcoming everyone to the table of seeing the way that Bart and Sharon and Jane lived their lives and letting our lives be shaped by their love of God. And may it help us more deeply know of God's eternal and unfailing love. And may we all know that we are not walking this way alone, but together is the body of Christ. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Amen. Amen.